the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise it. This is Pastor Pierce from the Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a message that's entitled, Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Something God wants every born-again believer to do, including me and you. All of us who are born again have the awesome opportunity to have a close, intimate relationship with God Almighty. But unfortunately, not many of us have and enjoy a close, intimate relationship with Him like God wants it to be. The good news is that there are things that can be done by each and every one of us to increase the intimacy between God and us. There are pathways that the Bible tells us that each of us can follow that will get us to the place where we have the close, intimate relationship with God that He desires us to have with Him. So, let's learn about some of those pathways that will help us to be able to get there. That is, into a more intimate relationship with Him. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. We found out, though, that many people draw near to God with their mouths and not with their hearts. They talk it, but they don't walk it. They say it, but they just play and they're not serious about it. Praise God. But we also find out that if we're going to accept the invitation to see God, then we need to learn that there's a way to seek him, that there's a way to seek him. We already started learning of it last time I got to, got together with you. And that's that we found out one of the awesome things is, is that God will give you a heart to draw closer to him and to know him. Because if the truth is anywhere near told, a lot of us hear a message like this initially. We're like, oh, yeah, that's nice. But we really ain't got the heart for all that because we've been trained by a world system to want everything but God. We've been taught by a world system to want everything else but God. We really don't have the appetite for God. Even when y'all decide to go on a diet and you eat, decide to eat a little greener, praise God, and eat a little bit more lettuce, a little bit more vegetables and stuff like that, praise God, you have a, you have a thought to do so. But somehow or another, you just keep ordering the same thing you was ordering before. And if you do order a salad, get a salad, give me a salad, give me a salad too, a little house salad, praise God. And then and put some dressing on it. And then you drown the sucker, you know, and, and, and dress them because you're so used to eating sweet and eating meat that you can't really eat what's going to keep you on your feet. Is anybody hearing me up here? So because of that, you got to acquire a taste for it. Just like y'all got to acquire a taste for food without salt. Praise God. Amen. Because you think you're supposed to salt everything. You put salt on Captain Crunch. Praise God. Amen. But that's not necessary. Praise God. You don't have to salt it. Amen. But you have to acquire a taste for things without salt. You think it tastes funny without it, but you're actually finally tasting it. You think it tastes funny without it, but now you're finally tasting it. And see, a lot of y'all think it's funny to be around God, but now you're actually where you're supposed to be. 
and you're going to acquire a taste for it. Does anybody hear me up in here? Because something on the side of inside of you is going to come alive as a result of it. Praise God. God will give you a heart for him. And we're going, we want to get it. We found out that that means that he'll add it to you, appoint it to you, assign it to you, bestow it to you. He'll bring it to you. He'll commit it to you. He'll deliver it to you. He'll direct it to you. He'll distribute it to you. He'll lend it to you. He'll make it to you. Make it for you. He'll put it on you. And God will put it on you too. Praise God. He'll restore it to you. Because some of us had it, but we lost it. And he'll turn your heart to have this kind of thing. And I found out last time we got together. And I'm excited about this one right here. It's in Psalms number 24. Let's turn there. I want you to all see it. Because I'm excited about this one. Psalms number 24. Praise God. If I had a drum on the drum, I'd do drum roll right now. Praise God. So that y'all can hear what it is that I'm excited about. Because God said he was going to give a people a heart for him. Hallelujah. Psalms number 24. Stanza number six. It reads, this is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face. O Jacob, see lie. That this is the generation of people that's going to seek God's face. This is the generation of people that's going to seek God's face. That right here, right now, in this place, right now, are people that's going to seek God's faith. That excites me. Because if you seek him, you'll find him. And if you find him, your life's about to change. Your life is about to be the life that God intended it to be. This is the generation. This ain't nothing we got to look for coming along somewhere along the line. This is the generation, praise God, of folk that's going to seek the Lord. They're going to find the Lord. And they're going to be bored with the Lord. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Because we are people that is going to demonstrate our appreciation for what the Lord did for us. We're going to demonstrate our appreciation for what Jesus Christ gave his life for us. To be able to have, to be able to enjoy. I'm talking about every man, girl, woman, and boy. God wants us to have this and enjoy this. And so let's learn about this. Turn with me, please, to the book of Hebrews chapter 7. This is the generation. We are the generation. We're going to see God's face. We are the generation that's going to learn his ways. That's going to allow God to give us our course of life and our mode of action. We are that generation. Praise God. The prophets been looking forward to this day. They used to prophesy about it and then walk away saying one day it's going to happen. One day it's going to happen. One day that's going to happen. Well, if I could talk to one of those prophets right now, I said, baby, it don't just happen. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 7. That's where we're supposed to be going. Hebrews chapter 7. I'm excited that this is a generation. Because the church been playing for years. But the church is about to be the church. For real. Creation's excited about it. Because creation is waiting for those who are going to stand up and be the children of God for real. Hebrews chapter 7. See, because of what Jesus did, all of us could be saved. Everybody said, thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Because of what he did, every, all of us could be saved. Let's start reading in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 24. But there's more that comes with that. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 24, it says, But this man, speaking of Jesus, because he cometh ever, he continueth ever, hath an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost. I'm so glad because that picked me up. Praise God. Save them to the uttermost that come up. Un- to God by him, seeing 
he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Now notice what the Lord is able to do. He is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him. Seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for us, which means he wants us to, to wants to stand in the gap for us and be able to God, give us an opportunity to be able to reconnect with God like he wants us to and live all the life that God has planned for us to live and do all he wants us to do. He saved us from the uttermost to the guttermost. He saved each and every one of us. Each and every one, because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And one of us done jacked stuff up, jacked somebody else up, messed up. Come on now, messed, left stuff over in the corner, jacked up everything. Praise God. But thank God for Jesus, who saved every one of us. See, the word that Jesus, the, the, the work that Jesus did on the cross was able to save all of us who come to, uh, came to, unto the Father through him. Because every one of us came to the Father through him. Because the Bible teaches us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 that God was in Christ reconciling man unto himself. Whereas God was the one using Jesus Christ in order to reconcile man unto himself. Which means he wants man to come back to him. God has always desired man to come back to him. Before the world twirled, God had already intended for man to come back to him because he already knew man was going to get separated from him. But he set a covenant in place. He set a dispensation in place. An everlasting covenant I heard is taught. That is that it is. An everlasting covenant that says unto the, the, uh, until that he had intended for all men to be reconciled back to us through Jesus Christ. And he'd been living out and working on that covenant ever since. Well, the good part about it is that our salvation was realized as a result of our coming unto God through Jesus Christ. We came to God through Jesus Christ. But God didn't intend for the initial coming unto him to be the only coming unto him. God did not intend the initial coming unto him be, to be the only coming unto him. That which has benefited us initially was supposed to be continued by us continually. Or that which benefited us initially was supposed to be continued by us continually. Because all of us came unto God to get saved. But then after we got saved, we left. Now we still in Christ. It's still in him that we never move and have our bad being. When we got born again, we got baptized into the body of Christ, baptismal. We got a mercy until we picked up the characteristics. And it's in him that we live and move and have our very being. I know that theologically speaking. But at the same time, I'm talking about actually how we conduct ourselves. Most of us don't co conduct ourselves close to God like that. So he didn't intend for you to come in the door one time, walk back out the door, and then you don't, you don't, you don't really see him no more until we get raptured out of here or when we gave up the ghost for the last time, praise God, and going up to heaven. You know, that, that, that's not supposed to be the next time we're around him. He intended this thing to be continual. Does that make sense? In other words, we came to God and got saved. But we're supposed to keep coming to God because we're saved. Because nobody else but those of us who are saved can come to God. We have a privilege to come to God. Not an obligation. He's not requiring nobody to be able to come to God. Our life prove it because we ain't been coming to God. And so obviously he ain't requiring it. But at the exact same time, we have an opportunity to be able to come to God. One that nobody else has. We're the only people on the face of the earth that can come to God because nobody else has been made holy before God. Only we have been made holy. We're the only ones that the blood of Jesus has covered our sins past, present, and future. Hallelujah. We're the ones that have been, been washed, praise God, by the water of the word of God and turned into a church that's without spot nor wrinkle. That's us. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We're the ones that's been sealed until the day of redemption. We don't want to have the building and privilege to be able to come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace and help in time of need. But you know, we can go up there even when we don't need. We can be around and we ain't got to wait till we need. 
That's like some folk, many of y'all praise God, but some folk, the only time they come to church or call church is when they need something. Other than that, somehow or another, they get amnesia about where the place is until something jogged their memory like a need. Praise God. They might be there one or two weeks after that just to make sure, you know, they don't feel guilty about it. Praise God. But after that, they're missing in action again. Who they think they are? Well, they act just like us with God. Because some of us are the same way with God. God, I'll holler at you the next time I need you. But if I don't need you, don't bother me. Because I'm living my life. Excuse me, I thought it was his life. I'm living my life. I thought it was his life. Praise God. I thought you were bought with a price. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> but we ain't talking about that right now. Praise God. The point I'm trying to raise is that the first time we come through the door ain't supposed to be the last time we come through the door. Turn to Hebrews chapter 7. Hebrews chapter 7. <laughs> Verse 19 says, For the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did. For the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did, by the which we draw near unto God. That word nigh means near, praise God. See, the salvation that we receive from coming unto him initially makes available to us the opportunity to draw near and to come to God continually. The better hope that it's talking about there is talking about Jesus Christ, because he's our blessed hope who died to reconcile us back to the Father. But he died so that we can draw nigh to God. That phrase draw nigh means to make near once again, to make near or reflexively to approach, which means we need to approach God. We need to come closer to God because he died so that we could be able to do that. Remember, remember, remember when Jesus Christ gave up the ghost on the cross after he said it is finished. Praise God. And then he said unto his father, he said, father, into thy spirit, commend out my spirit. And then, of course, the people that was around there heard him say that. But then there's still no proof to it, per se. But after he gave up the ghost, remember that the, the earth did shake and the rocks did rent. That mean they ripped. Rocks ripped. Praise God when he did that. That was that much power that was released when he gave up the ghost. Graves open. Folk came out. It's a thriller. Hey, man. It's not going to do, 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 do. You know? <laughs> Michael Jackson wasn't the first one that did the thriller. Praise God. God did the thriller. He alpha and omega. Are you listening to me up here? Rocks did written, all that kind of stuff. Dead rose up. But that wasn't all that happened because the Bible teaches us over the book of Matthew that the, that the veil of the temple was lit from the top to the bottom. The veil of the temple is what separated us from God because God put a veil there to be able to make sure that nobody comes into his presence other than the person that's assigned to. And that's even once a year. And he better not come without blood, praise God. But even when he would go up in there, the best he would do is buy temporary righteousness for me and you. But when Jesus went up in there with his blood, that precious blood that never loses his power. The Bible teaches us that when Jesus said it is finished, it is finished. Because right after that, God proved it by reaching down and ripping the veil from top to the bottom. Why is to say that you have access to come into me now and you come in person can be able to come into my presence now. Because that which was separating me from you ain't separating me from you no more. Because before it was your sin, but you don't have no sin, so come on back in. Before it was that, you sinned against me. But now you ain't sinned against me. You reconciled with me. So come on back in. Now, see, the only problem is, is that although the veil's been written in two, the access way has been made, many of us still don't go. We glad about the salvation. Well, I ain't going to hell. Praise God. <laughs> a lot of us decided that we in this club called Christians. Praise God. You a Christian? I'm a Christian. See my WWJD? You know, you know we're so glad that we're Christians and stuff. But he didn't bleed for you to wear a bracelet. 
He did not give up the ghost so you could disappear like a ghost and never show back up to the to the presence of God. Do you hear me, Casper? Even if you were friendly ghost, that's not God's intention. He ripped the veil in two to show you why he did what he did. To be able to give you access back to the Father. To give you access back to the Father. Why? So that you can draw near. So that you can come on and approach me. Because for generation after generation after generation, God wanted to spend time with his people. But for generation after generation after generation, he could not spend time with his people. From before the fall till Jesus Christ said it is finished, he went thousands of years in order to get done what needed to get done so that we can come in and have some fun. And then after it's done, we just still don't do it. But this is the generation that's going to do it. This is the generation that is not going to waste the blood of Jesus Christ. Just so that we can pray up on a light bill. Just so that we can pray up on a house note. Just so that we can pray up on, please let that be my husband. Please let that be my wife. The stupid stuff like that. Help me in the payment that I'm paying for my strife. We're going to use it to be able to go into the presence of the Father. So that we can be able to be with our Father like our Father wants us to be. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Turn to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, we ain't, we, ain't, we ain't wasting the blood of Jesus on a light bill. On a light bill. Can you please pay my light bill, Lord? That's the only time we talk to him. Then when we about to eat something, but we're still asking him for something. Bless this food so it don't jack me up, praise God. How'd you feel if the only time you saw people or heard from people is when they want something? I had to go no further on that one, do I? Praise God. Ephesians chapter 2, we'll start reading at, 18, at verse 18. See, by Jesus Christ, we have access to the Father. Verse 18, it says, for through him, speaking of Jesus, we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. The word access right there means admission. We have admission to the Father. Jesus said, I bought your ticket. All you got to do is show up and walk through. Come on now, anybody ever met somebody at the, at the movie house or met somebody someplace where you got to buy admission, praise God, and they standing at the door waiting on you? Praise God. And then when you come up, you only have to go in the line like everybody else do. All you got to do is walk up and see your friends. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? Yeah, here's your ticket, baby. And then y'all just walk on in and stuff like that. That's how Jesus did to you. He just gave you a ticket so you can have access to the Father. Or you ought to get excited about that because you couldn't pay for that ticket. You wouldn't be, you couldn't buy this ticket. This ticket you couldn't buy. I don't care what coupon book you got. It don't have access to the Father in it. It don't have access to the Father in it. This could only come through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. He gave his life so that you could make it there. He breathed his last breath so that you could make it there. He shed the blood up out of his body so that you can make it there. He allowed himself to be beat like a, like, like he stole something just to give you access to it. And can you imagine, you know, if you did that? And let's just say you just bought somebody a ticket. Praise God. You just used your money from your job and bought somebody a ticket. And then right after you gave them ticket and then you went in and they punched your ticket and you come in and say, hey, you want some popcorn? Hey, 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 what? Did you see the person that was just with me? They're like, oh, yeah, they turned right around and walked right back out, got back in their car and drove off. But I paid for them to see this movie. I, I paid for them to be able to come on here. What am I going to do with these two tubs of butter popcorn? <laughs> Why about Jesus? What am I going to do with all these blessings I got for them? All this stuff that's only available in my in my presence. What am I gonna do with all these all, all these callings I got for them? 
that are without repentance. I can't like turn them in and get it, give it to nobody else. These was for them and them only. How would you feel if they walked away after you paid for their ticket? Well, that's what the father's dealing with. He's looking at the people that don't walked away. Look at your neighbor and say, he ain't talking about us though. And then they look at the other one and say, no more. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Because although the price was paid, we walk away. Access has been granted. We walk away. Verse 18, for through him we both have access, admission by one spirit unto the Father. Now, therefore, as a result of that, ye are no more strangers and foreigners. Ye are no more strangers and foreigners. See, a stranger, that word stranger right there means foreigner. That word stranger right there means foreigner. You ain't no more foreigner. By implication, it means, I like this, a guest. You ain't no more guest. See, a lot of us still like act like we guest in our father's house. You know, guests, they'll come on in, feel all uncomfortable. Maybe sit down on the couch, sit over in the corner. Don't go get nothing. Don't enjoy nothing. Just sit over in the corner. Watch everybody else having fun. Just like some of us come to church, we watch everybody else having fun while we just sitting there feeling all uncomfortable. And then we just sit there and then we leave. Praise God. <laughs> we think, I ain't going back there no more because it's like, you know, wasn't nothing there for me. No, everything was there for you. That's why Jesus Christ died so you ain't no guest no more. Now you can have access to the rest of the house and enjoy the presence of the people and you can be able to enjoy yourself. Does that make sense? Herein is your joy made full that we have fellowship one with another and truly our fellowship is with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. God wants us to have fellowship with Him. Praise God. That's why we ain't no more strangers. We ain't no more foreigners. Go on, preach that, brother. He said, but now we're fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Woo! I know that's right. We're not fellow citizens. That word fellow citizens right there is talking about a native of the same town. It's talking about a native of the same town. That's why it also translates fellow servant. Because it talks about native of the same town. It's a fellow citizen. Praise God. In other words, because of Jesus Christ and what he did for us, when it comes to God and us, we can be, we, it's like we're coming from the same place. See, God wants you coming from the same place as him. Because, see, I could talk about Detroit stuff to you because I was born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. I could talk about the east side. See, a lot of y'all don't know nothing about the east side of Detroit, praise God. See, but okay, it's just the east side. See, the east side, they be like, oh, see, <laughs> I know what you're talking about, praise God. Like, what part? I'm like, you know, you know, you what, you Mac and Connors? I said, no, that's deep east, praise God, amen. I'm, I'm a, I'm, I, I was in, in the Conan Gardens, praise God. I, I was, we, was in, we was in that part of the east, praise God. And then, okay, I know exactly where you're talking about. See, she grinning, she know exactly what I'm talking about. Praise God. Hallelujah. And we talk about what's happening and things like that. And, and, and see, just like y'all just looking at me like, what you talking about? <laughs> They're like, you can't get in there with me and stuff like that. You can't roll up in there with me. Same way we can't roll with God. Because he'd be talking about stuff heavenly. He'd be talking about heavenly things. And all we know is earthly things. He's talking about powerful revelations. We're talking about movies, TV shows, and He's talking about setting folk free. We're talking about our bondages. It's like we can't relate. But God said, I, through Jesus Christ, I gave you access to the Father so that you be no more strangers, no more foreigners, but I'm going to make you a fellow citizen. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I really hope that you're seeing what the Word of God says about the increased intimacy that God wants us to have with Him in our lives. Hope even more that you're seeing the importance of having increased intimacy with God like he wants with me and you. Because if you do, 
then you'll do what you need to do to follow the pathways to increase intimacy that God's Word laid out for me and you so that God can get what He wants, increase intimacy with me and you. If you want to hear the message in His entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon. Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. And speaking of coming through, ladies, if your New Year's resolution is to draw closer to God, I got just a thing for you. We invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Brothers from Word of Faith. Prepare for the Sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my sisters that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too. With a powerful word from God, straight from heaven, just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers a word of faith to treat you like the queens you are. By preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So come on through and bring a couple sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did. And they will too. So come on through and let us be a blessing to you at the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning at Word of Faith SA. I guarantee you that you'll be blessed. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.